Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Taylor, and welcome to today's episode of the Localized Podcast. It is Friday, May 24th. Hope you guys are having an awesome day, and again, thank you so much for tuning in. Today's topic is going to be a website audit checklist that you can use to assess the overall health and effectiveness of your company's site or your own personal branding site. Whatever, whatever website or websites that you're maintaining that you're looking to get serious results out of, this episode is for you. We're going to walk through a checklist of items that you can, that you can assess, take a look at, and then take action on regarding your website to make sure that it's, that it's operating the way that you want it to. Um, we're going to look at what your objectives and your goals are. We'll look at what you should be including on your site from a content, content standpoint. We'll talk a little bit about competitive research. We'll talk a little bit about more of those technical aspects that are going to improve the overall health of your website. And then we'll also talk about um, some citation and some backlinking uh, strategies that you can use to boost the authority of your site. Um, again, if, if you're someone, if you're an in-house marketer or you're a business owner that's, that's looking to uh, mold and really craft your digital marketing efforts on your own, uh, this episode is for you and this is going to be a really good one because again, your website is the hub of your digital marketing efforts, regardless of what you're doing out on social media or uh, digital advertising, whatever the case may be. At the end of the day, you want people to come back to your website because that's ultimately where you're going to sell them or you're going to get them to call you or download an ebook or whatever the case may be, whatever those goals are. So um, I'm really excited about this one. So uh, before we get into it, it was a rough one last night at home, Milwaukee Bucks, Toronto Raptors played an awesome game. I don't really have much to say on that one. They, they've stepped it up the past three games. Those first two games, they were flat. Uh, they, they really didn't have an answer on defense for, for our offense, and they've, they've completely turned it around. Um, and not only that, they've, they've, they've found a way to score. They're shooting really well from the outside. I think they, I think they shot like 10 or 15% higher from the arc than the bucks. So, um, hopefully they can pull it together and, and, and win two games in a row here, but it's going to have to be well-deserved because this Toronto team has, 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 like I said, they've turned it up. So anyways, for anyone from Wisconsin listening, go bucks. We can win two in a row. It's just going to take a lot more than the way we played last night. So let's get into this website checklist and let's, let's get this thing going. All right, guys. So before we get into anything related to the website or execution tactics or anything like that, you've got to establish your objectives and your goals. What do you want your do website to do for you? Now, a lot of times when I ask that question or what I would ask that question to clients, I would hear, well, I want it to, to do everything. I want it to generate leads and I want it to make sales and I want it to increase my overall brand awareness. If you've got an absolutely massive budget where you can do all of those things, uh, you know, from an integrated strategy standpoint and, 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 and you have the money to invest in doing all of that really the right way, by all means, hire a team and do it. 
this podcast is not for you. This ep- the, What we're talking about here is we're talking about, again, an in-house marketer or a business owner that has to use their time and resources to do these types of things. So again, I would start with one of these things. Um, it, maybe it's just general awareness. Maybe you just want to tell people, hey, I have this awesome website that I've been putting time into. Check it out. That That's a completely separate goal than trying to get uh, direct sales from it or, or, or even just, um, you know, general sales leads. Those are all very different goals and objectives. Um, something not related to, you know, the, the lead or the sales part um, is higher rankings. You know, maybe maybe you've got an awesome website and you're, and you're getting some leads from it, but you know that going from the second page of Google to the first page of Google is going to increase your traffic and overall conversion rate and, and sales lead rate by X amount, uh, then you then you need to worry more about your ranking and you need to put start putting effort uh, forth that's going to move your website up above your competitors. So again, make sure you understand what your goals and your objectives are with your website before you get into any type uh, of, of, of the things that we're going to dive into next. Up next is one of the most important aspects of your website, and it's something that's been around ever since the, the beginning of, of Google and search engine optimization, and those are the keywords and the phrases that you're targeting. Um, in order to show up or be relevant when somebody searches for a specific product or service, you need to be targeting keywords related to that topic in order for your website to show up. So with that, comes, uh, you, you know, in-depth keyword research and in, in, in an analysis of how hard it is to rank for keywords within your industry and then identifying opportunities based off of that research. So uh, one of the best things that, or one of the most effective things that a small and medium-sized business can do uh, to rank higher uh, against uh, the competition or rather not having to rank against the competition is going after keywords and phrases that consist of, of four, five, six, even seven words within the phrase. For example, if you are a small town uh, shoe retailer and you're looking to grow your website within the, within the large city that you're located in, maybe you have a couple of locations, but you're, but you're local to that, to that metropolitan or that, that, that area. Um, it's going to be very, very, very difficult for you to rank your website for best shoes against Nike, Adidas, any of the major shoe brands out there are, are going to wipe you off the face of the earth. Not only that, you have to compete with all of the e-commerce or the websites that sell um, online, Amazon, things like that. You have to compete with all of that with a, with a basic search phrase of uh, best shoes. So rather... Rather than go after best shoes, maybe you go after best men's shoes for the outdoors. If you're a company that specializes in hiking or hunting or fishing or any type of product that has to do with outdoor use, you have a much better opportunity of ranking for a keyword like best men's or best women's shoes for hiking outside or hiking in the mountains or anything related like that. Best shoes for walking through water. I don't know. 
there, there, there's a bunch of them. And if you do the right research, you'll find that people are looking for phrases like that. So again, we, we, we in the industry refer to those longer search phrases as long tail searches or long tail keywords. It's easier to rank for those long tail keywords versus the short tail. Uh, the longer you get regarding the phrase, the lower the competition or the more niche it gets and the more of an opportunity there is for you to rank your website for those. And then lastly, with the, uh, with the, with the keyword um, topic, I want to talk about a couple of tools that you can use to do this keyword research. So number one, go to Google Ads. If you currently don't have a Google Ads account, it's completely free to sign up for. You don't have to start paying until you actually start running your advertisements. So even if you're not going to use Google Ads, go to Google Ads, sign up for a free account, and then what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to access the keyword planner. This is a tool that you can use to see what people are searching for, how often they're searching for it, and what the competitive rate is if you do happen to go into the ads uh, side of things. But you can do this research on a very local level so that you can see that people, what people are searching for in your city, in your state, um, in your country. But I recommend doing it more on a, on a targeted area. So if you know that you're selling more um, in a specific area or specific pockets, or you only sell locally, you're only going to want to see what people are searching for within your area because that's all that's relevant for you. So again, go check out the Google Keyword Planner within the Google Ads uh, software. It's going to be a great tool that you can use. And again, it's completely free. The second tool that I recommend looking into, and this is something that you're going to have to pay for, but I think if I remember correctly, um, it's less than $100 a month for a single account. So those of you that are maybe in a more medium-sized company that can afford spending some money on some of these tools, SEMrush is just an amazing overall digital marketing tool, tool for people who are managing websites, running digital campaigns, anything related to any of that. SEMrush is just an amazing tool that encompasses all kinds of different uh, software and, and things that you can do to um, measure the health of your website. Um, you can rank your website against, or you can see where you rank against your competitors for specific keywords. Um, but we'll get more into later, or we'll get later on more into what, what SEMrush can do. But right now, I just want to let you know that they do have a, a keyword tool that gives you all kinds of information on uh, specific keywords, how competitive they are, um, and then it'll give you options in terms of it'll it'll actually give you recommendations um, based on your industry and what you do. It'll give you recommendations for keywords that you can go after because maybe there aren't as many competitors going after them or whatever the case may be. But SEM Rush, if you have a few dollars to throw around, um, is going to be just an amazing tool. And it's really going to take your overall digital marketing efforts to the next level. So again. That wraps up the keyword portion of this. Let's move on to the next topic. Real quickly, I just wanted to talk a little more about SEM Rush uh, and how it can relate to competitive research that you may want to do as you're going about uh, your, your website and just overall your digital efforts. For those of you that are thinking about investing with SEM Rush, uh, again, it's an awesome tool. And not only can it give you insight regarding your website, you can see all kinds of information re re regarding your competitors' websites as well. There's a tool within SEMrush that is called the Position Tracking Tool. And what you can do 
is you can implement three, four, five different competitors and then your website. And then you can tell this tool um, you want to analyze these 10 or 15 keywords. What it will do is it will show you on average where you rank against your competitor competitors within Google search results. It's an incredibly effective tool um, that you can use just to see where you stand against those that you're competing with. Um, and again, it's going to give you a lot of information regarding what they're doing and how you can tailor your own strategy based off of those findings. Another thing that you can do uh, to get an idea of how well your competitors' websites um, are from a health standpoint is within SEMrush, when you are uh, auditing your own website's health, just throw in your competitor's URL in there as well, and you'll be able to see uh, you know, what their website looks like from a technical standpoint. If there's broken links, how often they're maybe uh, targeting certain keywords, um, just the overall health of their site. And you may get an idea of you know, where there's opportunities within the market to kind of slide your website in and eventually outrank them. So again, this segment is for, is for those of you that you know, are thinking about going with uh, a digital marketing tool that's going to help enhance your efforts. Again, I, I can't recommend SEM Rush more, more than more than anything else, only because I've used a number of them, and this is the one that's brought me the most value by far. So again, take a look at it, and I and I just I overall strongly recommend giving it a month or two, uh, give it a try, and and I and I guarantee most of you won't go back if you end up doing that. The next thing I want to talk about for a couple of minutes is analyzing the technical components of your website. And this is more of the back-end stuff. Um, for those of you that don't have any development or programming experience, some of your findings in, in this area might require um, a developer or a programmer to fix. But I just want to make sure that you understand what it, what it is you should be looking at just for the sake of being able to identify these problems or the er the errors, so then you can put together an action plan of, of, of eventually fixing them or going about um, taking care of them in whatever way that, that, that you see fit. Um, again, why this, why this part of, of your website is so important is Google has gone back to seeing, or, or excuse me, um, analyzing the technical part of your website because it's the one thing that it can look at it can and, and it can either say yes this is taken care of or no this is an error and they're not doing this right content on the other hand is something that you can't do content content right or wrong by today's standards and by people's opinions you can but google as as a as a piece of software can't look at content and go, yes, this is right. Or this is, or no, this is wrong. Um, so content is, is hard to measure. It's all based on, you know, engagement and, and how the user engages with the content is, is how it's measured. So again, the technical aspect of your website is something Google can look at and say, yep, it's taken care of, or nope, they, they need to look more into this. So that's the overall importance of, of why this, this part of your website is, is important and how it's going to help you um, in the long run in terms of not just rankings but overall performance. Um, one, of the, one of the four major things that I want to mention here regarding these technical aspects is mobile responsiveness. Guys, if, if, you're, if your website is not friendly to all devices, including desktop, tablet, mobile, 
if you are not giving an experience to somebody that they're that they're expecting based on the device that they're using, you are going to fall behind and you're going to fall behind fast. Some companies are still getting away with with having a non-mobile responsive website, but it's only a matter of time um, before they're going to be completely irrelevant. It's one of the first thing first things Google looks at when assessing um, the 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 hierarchy of search results. When somebody searches for a keyword or phrase, the, one of the first things that Google looks at regarding your website is whether or not it's mobile responsive. If yours is not, find a way to invest in somebody making it responsive for you. Um, find a local agency that can do it. Um, it it's, it's one of those things that in the long term is going to help you so much. Um, again, get your website to be mobile responsive. I cannot stress that enough. Number two, if you have broken links on your website, either internal or external, Google's going to look at that and it's going to put a big red X next to your website regarding that topic. They do not like to see broken links. There's a number of tools out there. If you just Google broken link tool, there's a number of them out there where all you have to do is copy and paste your URL into the tool and it'll identify any broken links, again, both within the website as well as to any external destinations that you're sending people to. If there's any links that are broken, these tools will identify it for you, and then you at least know what you have to go about fixing. Uh, the, num the third point, either missing or duplicate content. Both of these things are a big no-no for Google, especially duplicate content. Google wants to see you t uh, giving the overall best experience uh, possible for for the for the visitor for the user um, and if you are trying to be if you're trying to save time and you're trying to get away in the short term and you're duplicating content across the website just to make sure that something's in there Google's gonna look at that and go no 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 we don't like that and if your competitors aren't doing that that might be something that gets them to outrank you because they took the time to do it and you didn't uh, along with duplicate content is just missing content. And a lot of times that comes down to the metadata of your website. The metadata is the page titles, the um, targeted keywords, the meta description, all that kind of stuff. Go through and make sure that you have all of your metadata filled out. I, we're going to hit this. We're going to hit this topic again in a couple of points. But that's the most common missing content that I see is metadata. So again, missing and duplicate content. Go through your website and make sure that none of that is going on. And then finally, the last thing, especially for, for small businesses, this is probably the most consistent missing piece that I see uh, when looking at small business website is a secure socket layer or an SSL. For those of you that don't know what that is, if you go to your company's website and you go and you look up at the search bar when you're on the homepage, if you see a not secure, uh, if it says not secure before your website URL, that means that you don't have an SSL or a secure socket layer. What a secured socket layer is, and the way that you can identify whether a website has one or not, is simply if you look at the web, if you look at the URL of the website, and it says HTTPS, and not just HTTP. That HTTPS means that that website is secure and has an SSL. This is just a, it's, it's one of the most popular and it's one of the, the, the best security components that you can put into your website to ensure that when both you and your users are using the website, 
they're using it safely and and it 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 um it gets rid of any um attempt or any possibility of hackers getting in there or or anything related to that so again it's a one-time investment pay for an ssl find somebody to get one on your website and google's going to look at you from a much more authority standpoint when you get that on your website all right, guys, the next topic is the fun one and that people get the most excited about because it's where you get to be the most creative. And that's when you're actually creating the content that's on your website. Uh, first thing to do is determine what type of information your audience needs. What is it that they need from you as a brand, as a company, whatever the case may be? What information, what are they looking for? Are, are they looking for education? Are they looking for entertainment? what is it that they're coming to you for and in what way do you need to deliver that to them is 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 it through visuals is it through written word is it through video um all of these things all of these questions are what you need to determine and this goes back to looking at your target audience and the in the buying journey that they're on regarding your product or service and again again that goes back to research and really knowing who, who that user is, who the consumer is, and, and, and what it looks like as they're going about this process. Um, again, what type of content do you need to give these people in order for them to see you as a trusted brand? One of the most popular things and, and something that's been around forever but continues to work because it's the best way to, to give people uh, in-depth information is, is the written word or blogging or writing articles or anything related to that. What's changed over the years is while a major, while a lot of people think that short, quick articles are the way to go because people's time is valuable and they don't have, um, minutes or even a half hour or even an hour to sit down and read an extensive article. While I do think that's true in some cases. I'm a firm believer that long-form content is the way to win, pe win people's trust. The more you show people what you know about your craft or whatever it is that you do, the more likely they are to remember you, to, excuse me, to, to remembering you when, when they need something related to that. If, if they've read three or four or five or a dozen articles that you've written and they've all been in-depth and, and that reader has taken away substantial amounts of value based on the information that you gave them, they're going to remember you. They're, they're going to see you as a trusted figure within your industry and eventually when they need something related to what it is that you have to do or sell, they're going to come to you. You're not even going to have to go to them. So again, just making sure that uh, when you're going about creating content, especially especially in the written form, it's don't be afraid to to go long form. Don't be afraid to go super in depth and and give away a lot of information. And in the end, this is what's going to position you on top um, in in the long run, and it's what's going to make you overall more successful. Uh, the next uh, video and photos kind of go hand in hand here. Obviously, we're seeing a massive trend for video right now. If if you aren't producing some type of video content and 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 you're doing you're doing some type of digital advertising, man, you're you're falling behind. Um, every day, there's more and more videos being published and consumed. Look around. The next time you're sitting in a waiting room or you're, you're sitting with your friends and everyone's on their phones, 
just take a note, take notice and look what people are looking at. I guarantee if you're in a room with 10 people, at least six, if not a higher number are going to be consuming some type of video content within the 30 seconds that you go and you start watching that room. It's the way that we're moving. It's the way that we're learning. And we have all of this content within our hands, within our phones. It's so easy to get out there and just produce this raw content and, and just show people who you are as a personal brand, as a company, whatever the case may be. It's something that I'm trying to get a lot more involved in. I'm going a little more of the uh, audio route because it's what I enjoy. And I, and, I, and I truly believe that a lot of the people that I'm trying to reach are podcast listeners. But that's not to say that, that I'm not putting as much emphasis into video because I know that a majority of my, off, of, of my audience is consuming that type of content. And guys, I, in my last podcast episode, uh, we went through a number of items that you can use to shoot your own video content on a budget. Start with using your phone. If you've got a somewhat new iPhone, your, your, the camera within that phone is more than capable of giving you um, at least a somewhat professional look to your videos, which you can start out with, start practicing, start getting into the flow of what you want your videos to look like. Um, practice editing in iMovie. For those of you that have iPhones, it's a free editing software that you can use. Uh, when you're piecing together different videos, you can add audio to it and titles. There are so many free and inexpensive resources out there that any business owner or any marketing professional that is not yet experimenting with video, you're, you're missing out on a massive trend. And if you wait a year or two to jump on, it's already going to be gone and, and, and you're going to get lost in the masses. So that was a little bit of a rant there. But again, I can't stress how, how important video content is. Get out there and start practicing. Um, and then the last thing that I want to cover here is something that I alluded to before, and that's the metadata of your website. I'm not going to talk too much about this because I did mention it before, but the metadata of your website, while it, it, it may not... Well, I don't even like to say that because I've, I've, I've put together my own case studies where I've taken a website that didn't have any metadata implemented into it and we went through and based on keywords and phrases that the client wanted to rank for, we, we crafted the metadata to do just that and within a 60 to 90 day period, they went from being on the fourth page of Google within their target area uh, to competing for the second and third position on the first page. Metadata is, the, is all of the information that you see about a website within the search results. The headlines, the URL, the description of that page or that website, make sure that that information is filled out on your website. It really can make a difference. Google claims that metadata is not a driving factor in search engine optimization regardless uh, and I'm only saying this because, again, I've, I've seen it work. Get, get the metadata on your website filled out uh, so that it both reads easy on the eyes but is also targeting certain keywords and phrases. It's most likely going to, it's most likely going to increase your overall presence, especially if it's not something that you're focusing on right now. All right, guys, we are on to the final segment of this podcast. Thank you so much for those of you that have stuck with me. I know this has been a long one, but again, I wanted to make sure that I went, you know, somewhat in depth on a number of these topics so that you guys are getting as much value as possible. But 
The last thing that I want to talk about real quickly is a citation and backlink audit. For those of you that are selling more locally, the citations are, are, are what are going to be more important for you. Not to say that backlinks aren't going to be important for ranking your website, but uh, for those of you selling locally, Google my business. And no, that doesn't mean go to Google and look for my business. Google my business is a platform that you must be taking advantage of if you're selling locally. The Google My Business listing is if, if you look for your company or any company out there within Google and you search for them, that little box on the right-hand side, if you're on a computer with all of the specific information about that company or if you're on a phone, that top listing before you get to the search results where you see all the specific company information, that's a Google My Business listing. This is huge for companies that are that are local or small businesses that don't sell outside their their immediate area. The reason being, along with the along with the search results, this is what's going to get you higher up in the maps results, and that's what's super important for local rankings. So again, with Google My Business, if if you currently aren't doing what I'm about to explain. Uh, you, you've got to get on your account and you've got to start doing these things. It's going to skyrocket you to the top if your competitors aren't doing them. Number one, start getting positive reviews on your account. I, again, I cannot stress how important this is. One of the first things people look for when they're doing online research is they look at reviews and testimonials. It's true um, out, out, out in the real world. Um, we, we, we ask people and we talk to people about their experiences with a certain brand if we're thinking about going with them. It's, it's word of mouth, but it also happens on the digital side. And Google reviews is one of the most effective places that you can get people to say positive things about you. The more five-star reviews you have and the more of a, and the more of a frequency you have with those reviews coming in, again, if, if your competitors aren't ranking well or they don't have a lot of reviews, by, by consistently bringing in those positive ones, it's going to move you up. It's going to, it's going to have, it, Google's going to look at you and it's going to say, obviously this is a trusted company because on a consistent basis, people are saying good things about them. So after reviews is your company information. Make sure that throughout the entire account, every piece of information regarding your company, hours, location, what you sell, uh, your, your, your industry, uh, your product categories, make sure all of that stuff is accurate and make sure that's accurate uh, with other with other digital places where you have your, your information listed. So if you're actively using Facebook to grow your business, make sure that the about information on Facebook is consistent with Google My Business and in any other any other platform or any other listing that you have out there, the more consistent that is across the board, the higher of a score Google will give you. And again, if, if your competitors aren't focusing on that, you will outrank them in the long run. So again, make sure your company information is accurate. And then finally, um, not necessarily something that's going to skyrocket you to the top, but Google, Google wants to see you using their Google My Business platform somewhat like a social media profile. So if you can, upload photos and videos of, of your company to give your listing somewhat of a, of, of, a, of a branded look, for lack of a better term. When people consistently see your listing and they consistently see that logo coming up or photos of your employees and they begin to recognize them, um, it's just going to build more brand awareness and recognition for your company. So again, 
upload photos and videos if you have them. Make sure they're of somewhat high quality. Don't don't put super pixelated photos on there that people can't even see. That that'll actually cause more harm than good. Make sure that if you are putting um, multimedia content on there, it's it's of higher quality so that people can at least enjoy it while they're looking at it. So again, Google My Business, super super important for everybody. Way more important for local companies. Make sure you're taking advantage of that. And then to kind of piggyback off of that, make sure that your uh, your your business listing on Bing is taken care of as well. I don't recommend putting as much emphasis in terms of going in there on a consistent basis and, and treating it quite as as uh, as you would with the Google My Business listing just because Google takes up so much more search volume and so many more search queries on a, on a daily basis. But regardless, make sure that your Bing places for business listing is at least verified and has all of the correct company information. Again, going back to that last point, if all of the information on Bing is consistent with the information you have on Google, it's gonna it's it's going to it's gonna work a lot better for you in terms of when Google's trying to see which companies are taking care of this stuff and which ones are falling behind. Um, and then the last couple of things that I wanted to mention, there's other directories and listings out there that you can verify and link to to establish more credibility and just overall more authority for your website. Um, obviously, we've all heard of Yelp. We all know the uh, the Yelp trend that happened a few years back, and it's and it is still out there, and it is still being used by by people. So um, you don't necessarily have to go with a paid account, but just get in there and make sure that your listings at least claimed and verified. Again, Google's going to see that verification, and it's just going to give you another uh, green check when when it's looking at your website and your overall uh, search presence. And then other ones like Manta, um, Local.com. Yahoo Local. There's a whole bunch of other listings and directories that you can look into. For those of you that are more into manufacturing and B2B, ThomasNet is still a super, super relevant um, online resource for more of that industrial uh, manufacturing, anything related to that. Uh, ThomasNet is still a great resource. It's a little more on the pricey side when you're when you're looking to advertise, but if you are working in somewhat of a niche industry, it, it may be worth the investment and it may be worth giving a, a representative to call to see if you can kind of work your way in there. So um, again, with this segment, just make sure that those listing and those those listings and those citations are taken care of. I'm going to say it for a third time. Google my business. Make sure your listing and your account is is taken care of. Make sure all of that information is consistent. And again, make sure you're trying, at least making the effort to bring in those positive reviews on a consistent basis. It's just overall going to give you more authority and more trust with both Google and the end user. All right, guys, that is it for this week's episode of the Localized Podcast. Thank you so much for those of you that stuck with me. I know there was a lot of information within this one, but again, I wanted to give you guys as much value as I possibly could while talking about the different things that you can look at with your website in terms of what it's currently doing and what you can do to fix it to ultimately outrank your competitors and be more successful. Um, stay tuned for our next episode, which is either going to be posted tomorrow or the next day. I'm trying to get uh, my first guest on here, my brother-in-law, Spencer who is going to be going back to Germany for the third time. He just graduated from college 
um, and he's going to be going back to Germany for his internship. But I want to bring him on because he's had all kinds of uh, world travel experience and, and, and he's seen a lot of, of different things um, as he's been traveling. So we're going to bring him on this weekend. So stay tuned for that one. I'm super excited about it. Otherwise, guys, have an awesome Friday and uh, hopefully the Bucks can pick it back up tomorrow and we can uh, send this send this series into game seven. So again, thanks for tuning in, guys. Have an awesome Friday.